This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. DesignCast Podcast, the podcast for design and STEAM educators. Hello and welcome to DesignCast, a podcast where I interview a wide range of excellent guests in design and STEAM education to get their unique perspectives. My name is Jason Reagan and I use my 20 plus years of experience as a design educator to dig deep into complex issues. This podcast has one simple mission, to create a community of people around the world that are interested in design and STEAM education. Each episode, I chat with guests from all corners of the design world, from classroom teachers to authors and even to educational consultants. We discuss a wide range of topics that we feel are relevant today. I do want to ask you that if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review, rate, subscribe, share, or download from your favorite podcasting app. This helps the podcast get discovered by listeners that might not find it otherwise. Also, it helps me to continually define the direction of future guests and episodes. Feel free to drop by my website, www.jasonreagan.ga, to leave me a comment or to sign up to be considered as a future guest on future episodes. Also, don't forget to stop by Anchor and leave me a voice clip that could even end up in an upcoming show. Thanks for listening. So let's get to it. This episode of DesignCast, I had a great follow-up chat with John Halligan. John was a guest on episode 26 of this podcast. This episode is the conclusion of our chat from last week. So if you've not heard the first part of the discussion, please be sure to check out episode 67. Also, I am so excited to announce that this is the first DesignCast episode that features the STEM Ed Minute by Fee Morrison. So stay tuned at the end of the episode for that. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this conclusion of the chat with John Halligan. So uh, you're moving fast. You're you're looking at this mm-hmm. new school. You've already got your um, you know your other school rolling along. Um, tell me about these upcoming pathways, these upcoming options that you have in your V Academy. So um, as I said, we're we're developing. Well, when you look at a, a CRS, um, the way we look at it is this way. Okay, there's three there's three things we need in order to um, make sure that we can get a, um, a CRS up and running. First and foremost is the obvious one: you need partners. Okay, both industry and university. You need an IB school first and foremost to put your CRS in. Well, we have Nushatel coming up, so that's where these will go first and foremost before we translate them into the uh, V Academy because it's important to prove concept. 
and then you need a platform in order to be able to distribute them, which is our the academy. Um, so those are the sort of the three ingredients. Um, speaking on the first one, so what we've got coming up, we've got some really sort of nice uh, and diverse courses. So we've got a a lovely partnership which I now can I can share one. I can't share the other two. I can just give you um, headlines. Um, so we've uh, we've teamed up with the uh, Webster University Group out of uh, uh, St Louis, uh, but the Geneva-based one here, and we're developing a media communications and technology pathway, uh, which could involve something like this, uh, you know, podcasting, and uh, oh, I'm not, you're more down with this than me. Uh, to be fair, but uh, using media technology uh, in order to communicate effectively. So there'll be more. There'll be more sort of pieces around uh, UX design in there as well. Um, uh, and so we're developing that with them, um, with pathway accelerated pathways into uh, that group. We've got a, a really, really, um, and I wish I could share the partner for this, but I can't. Um, <laughs> later episode, John, later group. episode. <laughs> oh, honestly, we've got a, I, I can give a pointer. We've got a fi- uh, finance and investment and technology course coming um, that we're working with um, a leading industry uh, provider. Um, yeah really really good uh, one of the big four so i'll leave it at that uh we've got a lovely uh fashion management and marketing course that we're teaming up with a uk um uk us uh university group and so those are the three that are are progressing and we're also in talks around cybersecurity, computer science and game design Awesome. And so you, you've yeah. made those choices based on feedback you've been getting from people about what they would like to see you offer? Yes, yeah, some of it is that. Some of it is is really temperature checking also um, what's going on. I mean, look, that yeah, there is a there is a there's there's two ways to look at it. You can you can well there's many ways actually, but you could you can ask people what they want. Or you can follow where the money's going in terms of investment. <laughs> yeah. And when I mean that, I don't mean in us. I know. I mean in where are where is the money going in terms of developing uh, what fields, okay, what areas of investment are, are pulling people in in terms of uh, um, industry sectors. And – what because that's where the jobs of the future are people invest in you know in the in the future technologies because that's where the jobs are going to be so when you look at media comms technology that's pervasive it's everywhere there's a ton of investment going in in that in terms of finance and investment you've got a, a, a huge piece around cryptocurrencies um and what are they called nfts Okay, or NTFs, I forget. I hope I haven't got my acronym wrong. Somebody, I'm sure one of your listeners will correct me. Uh, and I really don't even fully understand them because, you know, uh, I'm just I'm just beginning to get those. So there's quite a lot of uh, funding going that way. 
And then um, in terms of the fashion management and marketing, there is quite a lot of money going into uh, eco fashion, sustainable fashion. That's why we're not looking at we're not looking at design. We're looking at the management and marketing of it, because that's that's where, again, that's where more investment um, Cybersecurity and game design are absolutely no-brainers in terms of again those things. So we look at we 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 look on two things. Of course, we look at education now, what the needs are for now, what people are telling us. We also look where we can add a value add. Um, it's you know it's it's quite difficult to get teachers in these areas. So therefore, we need to bring in subject specialists. Now we might do these as synchronous asynchronous delivery. Okay, and take on the teaching load or some of the teaching load on, on this and, and have it as more of a, a partnership approach with the school. Um, but we're looking for those, like I say, those jobs of the future with clear career pathways and accelerated transition into higher ed or industry. Mm, 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 mm. Absolutely. Yeah, that sounds like a winning combination, John. <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> you guys are, you guys have a great, a great plan. And so let me ask, I'm going to back up just a little bit and ask about sure. um, the V Academy and whatnot. Are internships, mentorships, uh, apprenticeships, partnerships, are they built in as part of the experience or is that something that the local schools would need to set up and, and sort of cultivate? So we, we cultivate industry partners who support um, those internships uh, and, uh, uh, less so apprenticeships because they're slightly longer, but internships, work placements, let's maybe call them. Um, we also run um, for the hospitality, the business and hospitality in particular, we run a summer uh, practical because we want to bring everybody together to Switzerland and get them actually working uh, in situ. Um, we've got a lovely, actually a lovely program there where they, they go from point zero to running an event. Um, so all the skills that you develop, business, marketing, and the hospitality skills that you need, they go from zero to one, and they have to work with a bunch of people they've never met before. Some will be from their schools, some from other schools. And so it's really a, an opportunity there for them to uh, uh, live it firsthand in many respects, but with a clear outcome at the end, which uh, we felt was really uh, important. Um, we're also working with our um, university and industry partners to do uh, a similar type of thing, uh, a sort of a summer program um, that uh, students can go on. And bearing in mind the times we live in, we're also seeing if there's opportunities uh, around virtual internships as well, which are becoming increasingly popular. And we're also looking for partners who can, you know, um, also add value to the, the course uh, that, that we're running through, you know, summits or, or um, you know, particular industry uh, industry opportunities. So we're, we're you know, that it's uh, we provide the the uh, the the course and um, industry opportunities that we facilitate. But I think, look, that it also allows the school to further contextualise um, the uh, the learning for that student as mm. well. By, by opening up their own links. Yeah, that was actually kind of what I was I had in mind when I asked you that. <laughs> it's about, you know, um, let's say uh, we're a school in India and we're doing this particular yeah. thing. 
clearly uh, it's going to be probably more relevant and and contextualized if a student is able to do their summer intern program there in Mumbai or wherever they are so that they can really learn about the local culture and the culture of business management where they are. And so I was just curious, do you have any way to um, help schools who are interested in doing that, who are, are using the V Academy online? Yeah, we have. We, mm-hmm. we can open doors. I mean, we, we have, when we bring a school on, we look to develop that local industry link anyway. Um, we've got a lovely example in, in, uh, in Sweden um, where uh, a school in Sweden, uh, Sigtuna, is partnered with the, the local hotel group, amongst other things, uh, the World Park. Um, and that's that's working. That's going to work fantastically. And you know, that's on a they get different weekly um, opportunities, but then they get a focused opportunity within a, a hotel context around going around several departments. So we facilitated that, um, and that's how we we operate with all our uh, mm. all our partners. Wow, you guys are full service. I love it. <laughs> well, yeah. the CP isn't supposed to be difficult. Jason, no, it's not. You know, part of the part of the issue that happened with the CP it was, if you don't mind me having a little rant, was it was launched half baked. You know, great program, fantastic framework, um, an amazing opportunity, and no recognition. So all the hard work fell to the schools um, to try and to try and go. Okay, I've got students who'd like to do this; they love the program, but what can you actually do with it? So. One of the issues we wanted to tackle was not only try and make the recognition issue easy for schools, you know, here is a pathway, but also provide a value add that it's not just a pathway, because if you just provide a pathway, then you're still up against the DP. Well, I could do the DP and do that. So we wanted to make sure it was a pathway that gives a value add. So that's what we talk about, the acceleration, the advanced standing that the DP students don't get. So this is something particular to the CP because you're doing this particular course you cannot match that so it provides an easier uh, um, conversation with parents when you're trying to explain you know the the value proposition around the CP if you're with us for example um, you can say well it can lead to this pathway and this acceleration or these pathways right yeah, and that's so important because you need to be ready <laughs> when these parents come knocking. Yeah. Uh, and oh, you know, John, sure. I have found actually the parents um, are are pretty clear once you're able to describe and explain the program to them. Mm-hmm. Where I've had some struggles actually is is teachers in my school um, not understanding the difference <laughs> between what's happening. And unfortunately, I think it sometimes works against the program because because of the unknown, they assume to go with the safe route, right? They say, you know, it's probably best if you take this or you take that. Well, they're not really in that position to give that kind of advice. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's where I've had the most struggle. I would say is is in in talking with other teachers, you know, about how this works because it is new. It's completely innovative compared to what they're used to, right? And so I think that's I, I boil it down to four points, Jason. Okay, with teachers, uh, I say, yeah, and you might have seen this. I, I shared this on the CP coordinators group that we're in. I say, look. DP is com- concepts explored, CP is concepts applied. 
DP is university preparation. CP is university and industry preparation. DP is academic. CP is academic and professional. And finally, DP is multidisciplinary. CP is interdisciplinary. And once I've phrased it like that, then you begin to get the questions that you want to get back from teachers. Okay, so explain that to me then. That's quite intriguing. Um, and then the conversation takes a, a turn for the uh, for the better. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like you've got an infographic ready to, to create there, John. <laughs> I'm sure somebody, but I don't have time. <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. You design it, Jason. All right. And uh, I'll sounds endorse good. it. How's All that? right. Sounds good. I'll get you to sign it at the bottom. That's <laughs> That sounds great. So you mentioned university partners. Um, yeah. So, and as you have experience and recognition, how are you working with universities? Are you working with them locally? Are you starting to branch out to more uh, regional and global? You know, what is what is the, uh, I guess, the method to to doing that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, is this where I have to come up with a method very quickly? No, you don't uh, have to. I'm okay. just saying, you know, what? <laughs> how do you do it? <laughs> uh, um, to be honest with you, uh, you keep knocking on doors. Um, you just need to be able to articulate the value proposition for the university, um, both in terms of, you know, ultimately what, what what's in it for them. Why is this a good thing for them to to partner with you with? What's going to be the outcome? What's the risk to them? Okay, if you take away the risk, that always helps. Um, and then it's a case of if you've got all that framed and you know how to articulate that clearly, the next challenge, so you've got your script, the next challenge is who you present it to because navigating the decision chain in a university, that's, uh, that's, that's, the, that's an art and it's never the same with any university. Now, uh, you know, um, we've got great partners in um, International University Alliance and Shorelight over in the US. They're great guys. We, we, we talk to them. And um, it's a very easy conversation because it's, it's, it's a centralized conversation. But uh, some of the conversations that I'm having, uh, particularly in the UK, is just trying to find the right person and the fear of making a decision. You know, as much as you see it in schools, you also see it in universities. Um, it's sometimes paralysis by analysis, um, you know, and, you, you know, you just have to, you know, it's just keeping, it's the sheer belligerence and perseverance to keep knocking on doors. Uh, as they say, I think you have to knock on 200 doors to get one uh, to get one answer. And that's what it takes. And that's what we've done consistently. I mean, if I, I could spend a whole show on all the knockbacks. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> you know, yes. But yeah. uh, let's not go there. Well, you know, we learn a lot through those situations. Um, yeah. And, you know, uh, and like you said, you know, it's finding the right person uh, and totally right that no one wants to make the final say. Um, when you yeah. first talk to them, they're all gang, you know, gung ho to just do it. And then they talk to their boss or they talk to someone over here. And, um, you know, and I think sometimes it comes down to 
who's going to do the work and who's going to be responsible for the work, I think is part of it. Um, but you know, I, I don't think it's going to be something we'll eventually just accomplish. I think it's going to be an ongoing process from here on out, uh, when it comes to universities and, and that sort of thing, I'm sure that at some point we'll reach a critical mass of schools with CP programs that can then, you know, use that as a leverage, but we're not quite there yet. (laughs) We're still a a small group compared. Look, yeah, I mean, for us in our particular situation, you, you know, quite understandably, people want to see proof of concept. Okay, you've done it. If you've done something, you have a track record. And that does go a long way because then you can say, we did it here and it worked. So we could do the same with you and it would work. So that takes away, that allays some of the risk and the fear. And also as you mature in your career, uh, as we do, uh, mature in our career development, career course development, you know, we're, we've got a clear understanding over time scales in terms of uh, cost in time and cost to us to develop that and how much, if we're going to, you know, co-brand with a partner, how much that costs. So we've sort of got much more savvy uh, from a business perspective um, and are able to sort of articulate that a lot clearer um, as well as the sort of the educational uh, aspects and the, you know, the um, value proposition to the university or industry, I should say as well. Totally. Yeah. I I know there's no magic wand (laughs) to make this happen. And I know it's a, you know, and I guess it's, it's targeted, um, labor, isn't it? It's targeted attention, you know, and you're finding those universities you feel will be the best to meet the needs of the students and of the pathways that we offer. And, you know, I, I do think I will say that every student and my own CP program has been accepted to every university they've applied to. Um, and so now I know it's not, it's not a lot of kids, but what I'm saying is that they're strong students anyway. And also they've got such a great track record while doing the CP. They've, they've, they've had to navigate multiple timelines and, and calendars and their break from high school is not the same spring break it is at the university and all those kinds of things. So I think there's so many skills that we haven't even uh, really purposely (laughs) focused on that are happening for students in the CP. And so I do think that universities will um, eventually already are noticing, but I think more and more will be uh, openly accepting (laughs) to CP as we continue to push along. Yeah. Agreed. So um, John, this is great. I could talk to you all day. You know that. And I know you could talk to me all day and I know that too. (laughs) I want to ask just really quickly. I had one question just to follow up. The Academy Online is how is that accredited? Have you got your own accreditation? Is it accredited in Switzerland? You know, what is the when students finish that? How how are those uh, certificates or whatnot awarded? So it's dual accreditation. We 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 self accredit, okay, because you're taking our course, but all our courses are accredited by the university provider. So anything we create has got the university stamp on it. So um, in it, what we're doing is because obviously we couldn't be a provider if that accreditation wasn't in place. So we certify university accredits or industry accredits because we also with uh, with um, a couple of our courses, there'll be in industry certifications as well. Sure. Incorporated. Okay. 
Very cool. And and what if students want to go to the UK? How do UCAS points and all that kind of stuff work for V Academy? Does it work like it would in a BTEC situation or something? No, we've completely avoided that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, no. Don't okay. Do that way. Uh, I don't um, blame you. I was just is, curious. We go, yeah. We go straight to the university. Okay. So we build the we build the recognition with the university. So in terms of UCAS points in your application, you'll put in your 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 DP subjects and your uh, uh, your CP core, uh, and then you've already got your pre-university credits from the particular university that we've partnered with or group of universities, for example, in the UK. So in terms of, for instance, uh, the uh, fashion management and marketing, that's a UK-based pathway. For business and hospitality, look, you'll get, you, the, the, credit, the credits will transfer, but they'll only transfer for the relevant course. If you suddenly wanted to go and do philosophy, you know, it's not going to work. Um, so we try and build tight recognition. If you're looking at, you know, broad recognition, then that's a different route. We we try and provide very clear pathways with clear providers uh, globally, but still within the stream that you are swimming in, even though it's a broad stream. So um, that's how we, we work uh, with them at the moment. Where we're going is somewhere slightly different. Um, but that's, uh, probably a whole nother, that's another conversation. Uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. John. So John, yeah, this I'll, is... ask me in a year and I'll be able to tell I, you. And you know what? I'm going to have you on again in a year. Trust me. It's going <laughs> to happen. I've already going to have it pre-booked as penciled in. <laughs> so, so John, um, this has been so great. I am just so in awe of what you guys have accomplished. I know you're constantly taking stock of the things that you have already done. I am just so impressed with what you guys have done and where you're going with that. Um, so congratulations. Uh, finally, I get a chance to tell you that, um, at least in person in a way. So congratulations on your recent um, verification um, as a CP school. That is, that's a big step. Um, but also, you know, just congratulations on how far you guys have come. Thanks, Jason. That means a lot. I do appreciate it. <laughs> it's always so good to talk to you, John. And so I just have one question for you, totally off the wall, totally different to what we're doing. But if, if you had to tell everyone one book to stop and read today, what would it be? Oh, you're going to make me choose one. <laughs> it could be a trilogy, um, I guess. <laughs> can I, can I, uh, I've got a go-to. Yes. I've got two go-to books. Okay. 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 And I think I may have shared these before, but they're still as true now as, as, as previously. Uh, Innovation Stack. Oh, yes. Okay. Still one of my favorite books. Uh, in terms of, of, of navigating a startup uh, or any form of innovation and be able, be able, being able to bring it to fruition. Um, and it's not a how-to, which is really nice. It's more a shared knowledge. Um, that would definitely be one. Um, in fact, I'm going to choose three. Uh, Principles. Principles by Ray Dalio. Um which is really a journey in um, developing uh, yourself and your practice, not in terms of education, but in life and what, how you react to mistakes, 
missteps and um, uh, adversity and how you move forward and the principles by how you conduct yourself. And I suppose my other one would be probably The End of Average by Todd Rose. Oh, good one. Good choice. Yeah, who, who, uh, as you, yeah, who, who, you know, the, the always from the from the forward on when he talks about the uh, the issue with the um, uh, the designing the cockpit on the new fighter for the the U.S. pilots and they kept losing pilots till they discovered that they'd set the whole cockpit to average and there was yep. no such thing as There's average. No such thing. <laughs> uh, so yes. uh, yeah, no, a fabulous, uh, a fabulous yes. book. Uh, great read. There are many others out there, and yep. I could have gone down the sort of the education. The Perkins no, it's route totally cool. This is books, great. But, but those are the ones that are more relevant mm. to me at this this time. So um, it's funny you bring up Todd Rose because I'm actually reading his follow up book to that, Dark Horse. Mm. So I don't know if you've read that yet oh, or not, but no, it is. It is almost like he's writing a book about CP students. So you really ought to read it. It's really fantastic. Okay. It's 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 it has lots of illustrations and lots of really good principles in it. So wow, that's great. Thank Excellent. you, John. <laughs> Thank you so much for that, man. And I have a good reads <laughs> list, no and I'll add these to that. So anyone listening can go go sure. over to the good reads list and, and hear that. But John, listen, I think what I'm gonna do is wrap it up here. But before I do that, if people want to get in touch with you, find out more about the education, via Academy Online, uh, Montro International School, anything that you're doing, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, listen, you can you can go straight to uh, my LinkedIn if you want. That's that's one place. Um, I'm I'm on far too often probably, um, but also if you go if you go directly to the Academy and you want to have a conversation, you'll get into my Calendly. Um, the education you can go there's website contacts there if you're interested in Montreux International School just visit the website um, and I can supply you with all of those uh, should people uh, wish to go and have a, a look at them John, I can, I could talk all day, uh, but I know that you're a busy man. And so listen, I, I just cannot thank you enough for taking time to chat with me today. This has been an absolute pleasure and I cannot wait to talk to you in a year about all these other things that you're doing. <laughs> okay. Let's listen. I look forward to it and, uh, listen, take care, look after yourself, stay mm. safe. Um, please try and have a good summer and to all your listeners, you know, stay safe this summer. Enjoy yourselves pleasure talking to you. Thanks, John. Hello and welcome to the STEM Ed Minute. My name is Fee Morrison and I'm the founder of the STEM Ed magazine. This week I wanted to share an awesome resource for STEM education that I just can't put down and I think that every educator should be able to get their hands on it. It's the Daily STEM book by Chris Woods. Chris Woods is a high school maths teacher. He's the host of the Everyday STEM podcast and he's the author of this incredible book. Daily STEM incorporates just a wealth of knowledge and experience in everyday STEM. 
Chris is really passionate about finding the STEM in nature in, and in everyday contexts. And his book is just very conversational. He has a great way of connecting with the audience, with the reader, and sharing just practical ways that we can get STEM into our classrooms. He has fantastic tips on how to connect with other educators, as well as with parents and families. If you're looking for a resource to help you to develop your STEM education game in the classroom, as well as a resource to share with colleagues, I highly recommend Daily STEM, the book. I hope you enjoyed that episode of DesignCast. I'm Jason, your host, and I produced and created this podcast. If you have any input, I would love to hear from you, and I look forward to seeing you again really soon.